0: So wanted to record a short episode today in the wake of the news that first the Milwaukee Bucks and now all of the teams slated to play in today's games uh, will not be playing in protest against police brutality in the wake of the multiple shootings uh, of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin a few days ago. And certainly this is a really difficult topic to discuss. Some people would say that I'm pandering. Other people would say as a white male, you just can't truly understand how people in this situation feel. So I certainly acknowledge that I come at this from an imperfect perspective, but I'm just going to try to do my best to empathize and to augment these protests, which I am in full agreement with. So I feel for the Bucks players, I feel for all of the players, and I feel for everyone in the black community having to see another incredibly disturbing video like this. And it's just as disturbing, maybe even more so, after George Floyd, maybe there was a feeling that there was some progress being made, and then to have another incident like this and to feel like what they are doing makes no difference, that going to the bubble, using your platform, Black Lives Matter on the court, all this stuff that's happened feels utterly meaningless in the wake of another incident like this. And so I haven't talked to anyone who is involved in these decisions, but trying to put myself in their shoes as much as I can, I would think they feel there's no choice but to escalate this even further I think George Hill's comments were very pointed in that regard. There's a feeling that, hey, we've tried everything else. We tried to kneel for the national anthem and wear messages on the back of our jerseys and highlight these issues in press conferences, and yet we still have another incident like this. And to feel like you've tried everything and you're at your wit's end and it still hasn't worked, it hasn't gotten the change that is wanted, must be a terrible feeling, and I think many players feel right now that this is the only option remaining to them. And there's been some solidarity with Major League Baseball now, a few games that canceled. I hope that this movement expands and particularly to the NFL and college football, because the reality is that most NBA fans, I think, already largely agree with these political standards. There certainly are exceptions, but if you look at the demographics that would be the case when you get to the nfl if it's the green bay packers instead of the milwaukee bucks for example or college football now you're getting to more people the people who really need to be convinced that don't understand yet and i do think the nba though it's clear already with what's happening in baseball they are again just as on the coronavirus just as in the return to play from the coronavirus they have really been a leader and i'm proud to be even tangentially associated with this league there's not going to be discipline for these players the bucks aren't being forced to forfeit or anything stupid like that like the the nba has postponed these games and they clearly even the bucks ownership as well supports this and i'm glad to at least be tangentially associated with that now, there definitely are people, though, either in my mentions, when I tweeted out the New York Times video that if you haven't seen it yet, I would recommend you look at it. I'm going to put that in the show notes that say things like, oh, well, that must be nice. I wish I had the luxury of not going to work or NBA. You owe me money. I, I took off work to watch this or I had money on this game and or, or the other one. uh, Keep politics out of sports. And you know what, I'll I'll admit for me, it felt really good to care a lot about stuff that doesn't matter at all these last four weeks, to not be doing a coronavirus podcast and instead be back to doing my, my basketball podcast. But sadly, that is not the world that we live in at this time. And for those of you who want politics out of sports, politics has always been in sports. You're happy to have politics in sports when it's the military or it's supporting the Gulf War in 1991 at the Super Bowl with an awesome rendition of the National Anthem by Whitney Houston. You know, when it was stuff that you agreed with, you're happy to have politics in sports. But now if you don't agree with it, all of a sudden you want politics out of sport. I don't really think that that is consistent. Another thing that you hear a lot about is well, where was the NBA on China? Like, oh, now you want to care about this stuff. But when it was your money in China, you didn't have anything to say. Um, I say this as someone who has been very critical of the NBA and its players China, I thought that the shaming of Daryl Morey within the NBA community was itself shameful and that everyone who is mad at Daryl Morey for messing up their money, they should look to the Chinese Communist Party instead for just being willing to cancel a contract with you because someone who happens to work in the league that you are in exercises free speech rights when they are doing something that's clearly wrong in Hong Kong and even worse uh, with what's going on with the Uyghurs. However, I've had a lot of conversations about these issues with people in the NBA and And particularly with African-Americans in the NBA. And I completely understand the position that, hey, we've got a lot of stuff to deal with here at home and that's my priority, and it's not China. And yeah, guess what? Like, if the NBA has done the wrong thing on China, and I I would actually submit, by the way, and I did a whole podcast series on this, that the NBA itself, while still probably shouldn't be working with the Chinese government, has done a better job than basically any other American corporation. Any other American corporation would have just fired Daryl Morey because they are worried about messing things up in China, you know, like Marriott did, for example. But this idea that being really concerned with racial injustice in your own country in your own community happening to people who look like you who could be a relative of yours when you've experienced this before you became famous or sometimes even when you already were famous that because they are willing to point that out but not also point out injustice elsewhere in the world that that somehow diminishes this cause is just ridiculous what about yes, the NBA and his players need to be better on China. No, that does not mean that they have somehow surrendered the ability to protest against police brutality, which affects them much more directly. I also see a lot of people who are mad at these players uh, for not playing. And I would posit that maybe you should be mad at our society. Maybe you should be mad at what happened in Kenosha that is pushed the NBA and its players to this point. Maybe it's the problems in our society. That's what's depriving you of basketball. It's not the NBA and its players. Now, I would assume just knowing what I do about the demographics of this show, that what I just said resonates with most of you and that most of you are in agreement with what the NBA has decided to do here, the NBA and its players, more of the players really than the NBA. But for those of you who do agree, I I would encourage you to do this. Try to have a discussion with someone who disagrees with you. And I would also encourage you to do it in private, preferably in person or over FaceTime or Zoom or on a phone call, not necessarily in writing, definitely not publicly on social media where everyone can see it and people are going to get super defensive. I actually fell into that with, one one time today and I regret doing it because it's just not effective communication so if you have a relative or a friend who's saying some of the same stuff that I mentioned that those people on Twitter were saying you may not have success but what I would recommend is to at least try to get that person to put themselves in the shoes of the players and how frustrated and frankly desperate these people are to, to imagine that you' are one of the most popular and powerful individuals in our society you're someone who should have a life that is the envy of everybody else everybody wants to be you and yet despite that due to the color of your skin you feel helpless you're at your wits end to try to understand that it's not just about these shootings but it's about just having a fear every time that you leave your house that if you don't interact with with a police officer exactly 100% perfectly that there could be a threat to you. Or that if you forget to put on your turn signal as you go around a turn, that that could have serious consequences for you far beyond just getting a ticket. At the same point though, I would ask that if you are going to try to have these conversations, that you also try to be empathetic and to understand if not agree with where those who have different opinions from you on this stuff are coming from. You were probably lucky enough to have someone in your life when you were young who taught you to respect diversity and to condemn racism and to try to understand the perspective of those who aren't like you. I I was lucky enough to have that with my parents and in the places that I grew up, which are not perfect places, but they're better than a lot of the country on these issues. And as much as you may be angry at those people for having views that you may consider to be racist or for not understanding or not being empathetic, that's ultimately who needs to be convinced if you want things to change. And that starts with understanding why it is that some people believe the things that they do. And frankly, that also starts with having empathy for the police as well. There definitely are evil cops. I don't defend in the Slightest what happened with George Floyd, for example. They're absolutely evil cops, they're absolutely racist cops just like there are evil people and racist people in general. But I do believe that most police are decent people. I've known many of them personally. And yes, the I feared for my life is an excuse that has been abused by many a police officer who's guilty of excessive force. But the sad reality in our society is that there are also many, many situations where police legitimately fear for their lives. And so as you think about some of these situations I hope that we can think about what it would be like to have been shot at by a criminal or to have had a fellow officer killed or wounded in legitimate attempts to do your job and protect people. And what effect that would have on you as you tried to do your job if you were a police officer. In cases of police brutality, this is not an excuse. I'm not excusing this behavior, but it is perhaps a cause in addition to many other things, obviously, that are wrong in our society. I don't want you to get me wrong. I'm no police apologist. I find much of the behavior, for example, of police unions in particular, absolutely appalling, And I'm in favor of, uh, I'll call it reformatting rather than defunding the police. I'm not saying you have to have the same views as me. I don't expect you to, particularly on that issue. But I do think that any discussion of true reform to fix the problem of police brutality has to account for the reality that being a police officer in the U.S. is far more dangerous than it needs to be police officers in the U.S. they need to be conscious of and are trained to be conscious of the fact that every person they come in contact with may be carrying a concealed firearm and that brings me to one thing that I haven't heard discussed enough on this issue and that's gun control I don't think that that is the primary cause of these issues I think that is clearly with respect to police brutality against the black community the cause is 400 years of institutional racism but the reason I'm focusing on that is just I haven't heard it discussed as much elsewhere as as a big reason why these situations occur, that there are just so many guns to the point where officers can always say legitimately or illegitimately, I feared for my life. I feared the guy had a gun. Think of how many of these terrible events wouldn't have played out the way they did if guns weren't so readily available in our society if the police didn't fear for their lives they couldn't say that they feared for their lives did these incidents happen or what if the police didn't even need guns at all so i think this is an important issue that i thought should be highlighted again acknowledging that it's not the main issue in this particular crisis and certainly the focus should be more on racism but others have spoken of that very eloquently. And so I I thought I would at least highlight this, which I thought wasn't getting as much attention. And with that, I'm not going to speculate about when the NBA is coming back or what's going to happen. I want to respect the player's decision to put the focus on where they want it to be right now, which is on the problems of racial injustice and police brutality in this country. And we'll be back at some point in the future and talk to y'all then.